3. The third of the six essentials of Iman is to believe the books revealed by Allah Ta'ala. He sent these books to some prophets by making the angel read to them. To some, he sent books inscribed on tablets, and to some others by making them hear without the angel in between. All these books are the word of Allah Ta'ala, Kalam Allah. They are eternal in the past and everlasting. They are not creatures. They are not words made up by angels, nor are they words of prophets. The word of Allah Ta'ala is unlike the language which we write, keep in mind, and speak. It is not like presence in writing, speech, or mind. It does not have letters or sounds. Man cannot understand how he and his attributes are, but men can read the word, keep it in mind, and write it. It becomes hadith, that created later, a creature when it is with us. That is, the word of Allah Ta'ala has two aspects. When it is with human beings, it is hadith and a creature. Footnote Hadith means that which did not exist before being created by Allah Ta'ala and which will cease to exist whenever He wills to annihilate it. When it is thought as the word of Allah Ta'ala, it is eternal, qadim. All the books sent by Allah Ta'ala are just and right. There is no lie or error in them. It was stated that it was possible for him to forgive despite his declaration that he will punish and torture. This might be because this forgiveness is conditional on situations beyond our knowledge, or on his own will and choice, or it is meant to express that he will forgive the penalty that humans deserve. Since the declaration about punishment and torture does not narrate an event, it cannot be a lie when he forgives. It is necessary to explain ayats and hadiths in their usual meanings unless there is an obstacle or an inconvenience. It is not permissible to give other meanings similar to these meanings. Footnote The Qur'an al-Karim and Hadith Sharifs are in the Quraysh, an Arab tribe to which Muhammad belonged, language and dialect. But the words should be given the meanings used in the Hijaz, the region on the Arabian Peninsula, on the Red Sea coast, where Mecca and Medina are situated, 1400 years ago. It is not correct to translate them by giving them today's meanings, which are the results of changes throughout centuries. Ayats, called mutashabihat, have incomprehensible, hidden meanings. Only Allah Ta'ala knows and very few distinguished superiors who have been granted al-ilm al-laduni, knowledge inspired by Allah Ta'ala to the hearts of awliya, can understand their meanings as far as they have been allowed. No one else can understand them. For this reason, we should believe that ayats of mutashabihat are of the word of Allah Ta'ala, and we should not investigate their meanings. Scholars of Ash'ari Madhab said that it was permissible to explain away tawil, such ayats, briefly or in detail. Tawil means choosing from among several meanings of a word, the one which is not common. For example, about the ayat, the hand of Allah is superior to theirs, which is the word of Allah Ta'ala, we should say, I believe whatever Allah Ta'ala meant by this. It is best to say, I cannot understand its meaning, only Allah Ta'ala knows. Or we must say, Allah Ta'ala's knowledge is unlike our knowledge. His will is not like our will. Similarly, his hand is not like the hands of human creatures. 
in the books revealed by Allah Ta'ala, either the pronunciations or the meanings of some ayats are both were changed, nask, by him. The Qur'an al-Karim replaced all the books and abolished the validity of the rules in them. There will never be any mistakes, additions, forgotten or missing parts in the Qur'an al-Karim until the end of the world. All knowledge of the past and the future exist in the Qur'an al-Karim. For this reason, it is higher and more valuable than all the books. The greatest mujiza, miracle created by Allah Ta'ala through a prophet of Rasulullah Sallallahu Ta'ala Alaihi Wasallam is the Qur'an al-Karim. If all human beings and genies would come together and try to say something similar to the shortest surah of the Qur'an al-Karim, they would not achieve it. In fact, the eloquent literary poets of Arabia assembled and strove very hard, but they failed to even achieve something like one short ayat. They could not stand against the Qur'an al-Karim. They were stupefied. Allah Ta'ala makes the enemies of Islam incapable and defeated before the Qur'an al-Karim. The eloquence of the Qur'an al-Karim is above human power. Human beings are incapable of saying as it says. Ayats in the Qur'an al-Karim are unlike the poetry, prose, or rhymed verse of human beings. Nevertheless, it was said in the letters of the language spoken by the literary, eloquent men of Arabia. The number of heavenly books revealed to humanity is 104. It is well known that 10, suhuf, plural of sahifa, little book, were revealed to Adam, alayhi salam. 50 suhuf to Shis, Sheth, alayhi salam. 30 suhuf to Idris salam, and 10 suhuf to Ibrahim, Abraham salam. The Tawrat, Torah, was revealed to Musa, Moses salam. The Zabur, to Dawud, David salam. The Injil, Latin, Evangelium, to Isa, Jesus salam. And the Qur'an al-Karim, to Muhammad when a person wants to order or forbid something, to ask something, or to give some news, first they think about and prepare it in their mind. These meanings in the mind are called kalam nafsi, which cannot be said to be Arabic, Persian, or English. Their being expressed in various languages does not cause the meanings to change. Words expressing these meanings are called kalam lafzi, can be expressed in different languages. So, Kalam nafsi of a person is a pure, unchangeable, distinct attribute that exists in its possessor, like other attributes such as knowledge, will, discernment, etc. And kalam lafzi is a group of letters that express kalam nafsi and which come out of the mouth of the person uttering them and which reach the ear. Likewise, the word of Allah Ta'ala is the eternal, everlasting, non-silent, and non-created word existent with his person. It is an attribute distinct from the sifat ad-datiyah and from the sifat al-thubutiyah of Allah Ta'ala, such as knowledge and will. The attribute kalam, speech, word, never changes and is pure. It is not in letters or sounds. It cannot be categorized or classified as a command, a prohibition, a narration, or as Arabic, Persian, Hebrew, Turkish, or Syriac. It does not take such forms. It cannot be written. It does not need such apparatuses or media as intelligence, ear, or tongue. It can be told in any language wished. So, if it is expressed in Arabic, it is called the Qur'an al-Karim. If it is expressed in Hebrew, it is the Tawrat. If it is expressed in Syriac, 
It is the Injil. It was written in the book entitled Sharh al-Makasid by Saduddin Taftazani, died in Samarkand in 1389-792, that its expression in Greek is the Injil, and its expression in Syriac is the Zabur. The Kalam al-Ilahiyyah, the word of Allah Ta'ala, tells various subjects. If it narrates the events that happen or that will happen, it is called Kabar, narration. If not so, it is called Insha. If it states things that should be done, it is called Amr, command. If it states forbidden things, it is Nahi, prohibition. But no change or increase occurs in the Kalam al-Ilahiyyah. All books and all pages revealed are from the attribute Kalam of Allah Ta'ala. That is, they are of his Kalam al-Nafsi, and its Arabic is the Qur'an al-Kareem, the Wahi, divine revelation sent in poetic verse and that can be written in the form of letters and said and heard and kept in mind is called Kalam al-Lafzi or the Qur'an al-Kareem. Since the Kalam al-Lafzi denotes the Kalam al-Nafsi, it is permissible to call it Kalam al-Ilahiyya or divine attribute. As the whole of it is called the Qur'an al-Kareem, its parts are called the Qur'an al-Kareem. Scholars of the right way unanimously say, that the Kalam al-Nafsi is not a creature and that it is eternal. There is no unanimity on whether the Kalam al-Lafsi is created or eternal. Some who regarded the Kalam al-Lafsi as created warned that it would be better not to say that it is created, because if said so, it would come to mean that the Kalam al-Nafsi is a creature. This is the best remark about the matter. When the human mind hears something that denotes something else, it simultaneously remembers the denoted thing. Those scholars among Ahlul Sunnah who said that the Qur'an al-Karim was created meant the sounds and words we utter with our mouth. The scholars of Ahlul Sunnah have unanimously stated that both the Kalam al-Nafsi and the Kalam al-Lafzi are the word of Allah Ta'ala. Although some scholars considered this statement metaphoric, that the Kalam al-Nafsi is the word of Allah Ta'ala means that it is Allah Ta'ala's attribute of speech, and what the Kalam al-Lafzi is the word of Allah Ta'ala means that Allah Ta'ala is its creator. Question. From the writing above, it is understood that the eternal word of Allah Ta'ala cannot be heard, saying, I have heard the word of Allah, means, I have heard the sounds and words uttered, or I understood the sound voice and the eternal kalam and nafsi. All prophets could, and even everybody can hear it in both of these two manners. What is the reason for distinguishing Musa salam as Kalim Allah, one to whom Allah Ta'ala spoke? Answer. Musa salam heard the eternal word without letters or sounds, in a way different from the divine custom. He heard it in a manner that cannot be explained as Allah Ta'ala will be seen in paradise in an unintelligible and unexplainable manner. Nobody else heard it in this manner. Or he heard the word of Allah Ta'ala in sounds that not only through his ears but also through every particle of his body from every direction. Or he heard it only from the direction of the tree, yet not in sounds or with the vibration of air or with other means. Because he heard it in one of these three conditions, he was honored with the name Kalim Allah. Muhammad salam also heard the divine word in this manner on the Miraj night. So was the hearing of Jabrail salam as he received Wahi.